0: This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of
1: Medjugorje. You have a right to revolt. Lincoln said that you got a revolutionary right. People say it's extreme. What is all this talk when you got the Queen of Peace? This fits perfectly within the principles of what Ali did and what she says. That peace and understanding to my heart. But I didn't get rid of the TV and the newspapers. I wanted to find out that they want to pass laws that my kids won't be able to walk the streets without saying lewd conduct, unspeakable conduct. Somewhere, we have to say, enough's enough. We won't tolerate this.
2: Very powerful words, very strange words from a friend of Medjugorje, especially for someone who's speaking to us about the Queen of Peace. But if you do not understand Our Lady's messages, you will not understand what it is that he is trying to say to us. Welcome to the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight's broadcast comes to us from May the 2nd, 2009, and it was titled, You Are Rejecting Me. Tonight, a friend of Medjugorje will speak to us about how in our culture today, we're accepting untrue things as if they're true. And surprisingly, a friend of Medjugorje will mention a message of Our Lady, which she will not give for another two years. And if you heard last night's broadcast, you heard a friend of Medjugorje speak specifically about the message that Our Lady gave. The only difference is tonight's broadcast was two years previous, so we understand the prophetic nature of what it is that he's telling us in tonight's broadcast. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje, May the 2nd, 2009.
1: Well, by now, many of you probably have read the message, and it's a very serious message, a strong message. And in some ways, a disheartening message. But at the same time, Our Lady never gives things disheartening without giving hope. In that sense, it's hopeful because she ends it with that.
3: Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May 2nd, 2009 message to Mariana on the Day of Nonbelievers Our Lady was very sad. She only gave a message and blessed us. Dear children, Already, for a long time, I'm giving you my motherly heart and offering my son to you. You are rejecting me. You are permitting sin to overcome you more and more. You are permitting it to master you and to take away your power of discernment. My poor children, look around you and look at the signs of the times. Do you think that you can do without God's blessing? Do not permit darkness to envelope you. From the depth of your heart, cry out for my son. His name disperses even the greatest darkness. I will be with you. You just call me. Here we are, Mother. Lead us. Thank you.
1: And so we have the wonder of Our Lady's coming for apparitions and what happened today and the events and the thousands who are in Medjugorje and now the millions across the world who are receiving this message and as it spreads out and goes to all corners of the earth on a day of non-believers, the day honored for the people who have not known the love of God. And as we've said many times, we've come to realize that's us. We all have atheistic aspects in our life things that have been promoted by society and the culture we've adopted or been influenced by without even thinking about it. Today I was talking to a woman who said that she didn't want to say something uncharitable, but she would like to really meet Gloria Steinman in an alley one night. And, of course, Gloria Steinman is a feminist. She says, and it was nothing related to our mission. It was down the road from here, and uh, we would just start talking, and and she said that, You know, we've been sold this bad bill of goods. You know, I would like to stay home. I can't. The whole culture is built that way. And it's turned against us as women. By no means you would think this woman was espousing this thing because she appeared just the opposite of wanting to be out working and doing these things. But we just had a little five-minute conversation. But it connotated the whole direction of society we're put along with even when we don't want it. And the culture has been built by darkness and by evil. And now we're seeing this, and it's getting darker and darker and darker. So much so that a lady has to even give us when it's so dark and you want that darkness sh- disperse, is call out my son's name because we're going to need that. As we played a song a couple shows ago, you're going to miss this. You're going to miss this time. We live in a time of grace. And so, what does a lady give us these formulas and these remedies and this medicine, these prescriptions through these messages of what's going to happen in the future? Yes, except for today, but this is more about the future than anything else that we've seen just in the last 12 months, how much we've deteriorated. And it doesn't cease to amaze me when I hear people say, well, it's going to get better. This is going to happen. We're going to change things. Our lady said today, my poor children, look around you and look at the signs of the times. What motivates her to say that? What should that spark in our thoughts? How should we view this? How should we contemplate these words if, in fact, it's going to get better? And we know she's been for 28 years. She comes every day because of the seriousness of the situation. And that's two words that she's used, the seriousness of the situation. She has said that. And you're hoping back into the world. We're in meltdown. Everything that doesn't completely have truth in it is going away. Make a list. Does the financial situation or the financial structure have God in it? Does our government and its laws as passing have God in it? Does our universities have God in it? Do the way and operations of, of society and its entertainments have God in it? And you can go on and on. No, no, no. And what's all faltering? Hooray, the newspapers just came out. I was going to bring those statistics tonight and I forgot on my desk, but... All the major newspapers are going under. Hooray! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Why? They're nothing but slandermongers. We had one did a story on us, a three-page story years ago, within 10 of bringing us under. We went and talked to the paper. At that time, no newspaper went out of business. Within a matter of 15, 16 months, I don't know what the timetable was, they went out of business. They were against Our Lady. They're out to destroy something. Show me, read it, go pick up any newspaper and find in there how many violations against the principles of Christianity, the principles of God, the principles against the commandments do you read and see, even if they're reporting no on stories. The principles of the scriptures is, "Do not be scandal-maker," or "do not create scandal." And that's how they sell their papers. The whole swine flu epidemic thing. It's been selling papers. You've got a parallel. The government takes precautions because they didn't have all the ifs and what's and bouts of this thing. So they check it out. And now they're seeing it's not so deadly as they thought, not so serious as they're thinking. But see, the papers have to sell. So they make it bigger. A lot of what the precautions were were fairly legitimate. A seven-day runtime on this illness. Shut down the school. You break the cycle. That's logical. But the fear added to this, the selling and the threats and and. And the fact that 36,000 people die every year in this country from the flu. And now they're saying, we don't expect this to be any different than that. So they create crisis and they're going under. I think the land of constitution has lost 20% of their subscribers in the last six months. Hallelujah. USA Today, 7% if I remember correctly. Hallelujah. Let them go out. We want them out of business the advertising, the commercialism, everything is vile. We don't need that. If you had people reading the scriptures at the same equal weight they read the papers, things would change very quickly because people would start getting truth. We don't have that. We have a preoccupation with technology and other things that take away that time from God. So we don't have these things working with us. And we need change. We need. Really, what I wrote today for you, we need a revolution. I ask you, the things that started this nation, those issues that came up, are they bigger than the issues that's facing us today and what I wrote about today? We've got laws being passed so vile, so wicked, that two years ago, we were in 1936. Last year, 1937. 1938 is now. We're there. At what point could they have done something... At what point should have they done something when they had the ability to do it that they didn't do and then they went right into 1939 when everything started World War II? At what point do we look at the Hitlers and what they're doing and say, no, we will not do that? Look what happened when I was sleeping. I called for two revolutions. Not because we want revolution. Not because we want a bloodbath. We want peace. But peace means something. You can't have untruths and have Peace. Because that lady said, June 16, 1983, I've come to tell the world that God is truth. He exists. If you want untruth, the then you minus God out of the equation. And what is God? February 25, 1991. Dear children, today I invite you to decide for God because distance from God is the fruit of the lack of peace in your hearts. God is peace itself. No nation, no people, can pass laws built on untruth and have God. No nation, no people can pass laws on untruth and have peace because God is peace itself. So we lose peace with these laws. So we have to realize we have to revolt against the direction we're going. And if we're in 1938, at what point do we say enough's enough? We need change. Yeah, well, yeah, we need change. That's right. But not the direction is changing right now. And yes, we're at fault. The Christians haven't lived they're supposed to be living. Will things change? Will all the walls that we put up fall down? And I say we as Christians put up because we've allowed that. We didn't tear these walls down as they're being built by our holiness, by our walking in the light. Will we be able to sing hallelujah? We've been outnumbered. We're threatened and we're cornered. And it's hard to fight when the fight's not fair. So we do need revolution. When you pass laws on untruth that go against God and takes God out of your culture, out of society, you have a right to revolt. Lincoln said that. You got a revolutionary right. People say it's extreme. What is all this talk when you got the Queen of Peace? This fits perfectly within the principles of what Ali did and what she says. That peace and understanding to my heart. But I didn't get rid of the TV and the newspapers I wanted to find out that they want to pass laws that my kids won't even be able to walk the streets without seeing lewd conduct, unspeakable conduct. Somewhere we have to say enough's enough. We won't tolerate this. We will be intolerant and get the details. Read what was written today. But change is something that has to happen. We can't continue this path. And we have to first remember we're at fault. So the first revolution is within our own heart. That's where it starts, the revolution in the church. We have to change. We have to grow holy. And from there, all institutions will come down. It's going to come down anyway. The question is, are we going to fall with it? So it's separation time. But we need revolution, and we need a serious revolution to understand that we're cornered and we're in a fight for our life.
4: Gets what you wanted again No, it's all the same Another time and place Repeating history And you're getting sick of it But I believe in whatever you do And I'll do anything to see it through Because these things will change Can you feel it right now? These walls are things But there's something in your eyes Says we can beat this Cause these things will change
0: the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Medjugorje. Stay tuned. A friend of Medjugorje will return after this short break.
5: Do we as Christians lead the world, or are we being led by the world? Compromise has infected the Christian value system. We are called by Our Lady to change our life, and through that, to change others through our witness to the light. In today's world of technology and traffic jams, it can be difficult to understand how to live biblically. As go God's people, so goes the world, a remarkable writing that will open your eyes to Our Lady's plans to free us from the bondage of things and help us to understand that peace can only be found in a society where love reigns and God is acknowledged. As go God's people, so goes the world. By a friend of Mejigoria. Available on medj.com, spelled M E J.com. Or call in the US 205 672 2000.
3: We're hearing almost every day, people call in, people stop by, come to the rosary, and everybody is saying they can't believe how fast things are deteriorating. From the economy to international news to swine flu, and this is widespread. Whether you're talking to somebody in California, whether you're talking to somebody in England or Russia or wherever, everybody feels this. Things are spinning out of control. And in this song, it said... They might be bigger, but we're faster and never scared. And I know this about you, that you're not scared. And to write something as you did on Mej.com today, that you have this in your heart, this fire for the truth. Where does that courage come from? We spoke today about the possible outcomes of, of being this strong in what you write. And yet I know that you feel it's now or never. It is the time. What is it that gives you the courage to speak these things when so many people don't have that in them?
1: Well, I think Our Lady said once, to be courageous. The saints teach us to be courageous. The very principle of Christianity is to, to do that. Our Lady said in the personal message in 86, to be a witness. To be a witness means to be martyred. Our Lady says, for the one who prays is not afraid of the future, the one who fasts is not afraid of evil. In the end, the only thing you have to really stand on is truth. You can never, never weigh out consequences or scenarios or circumstances. And this is what's wrong, is politics. Even in the church, people consider, if I say this, this may offend this person or do this or do that. That's not how you go about writing something. That's not how you go about addressing someone. That's not how you go about running a religious mission or your daily life, for that matter. The way you go about it is, first of all, is what I said, you're getting more and more distance from the truth. And then a Lady said, today, you're permitting sin to overcome you more and more. I'm a sinner, but I recognize that. The problem is, is people saying it's okay. That's the problem. Sin is not the problem. We got confession. We got forgiveness. We got the cross. We got Jesus' blood for that. But you got to recognize that you sin. That's why many of the saints, even Pope John Paul, even went to confession every day, because they knew there were sinners. The problem we have today is, it's not a sin. That's the problem. And so, if you look at what you do, particularly with Our lady being her apostle, and you try to find what is truth, and of course, our lady I quoted a little while ago, I come to tell you, God is truth. If you base not on opinions, what you say, but on truth, you don't have to debate anybody. I'm not interested in debate anybody about my beliefs or what I wrote about today. You can feedback, and we've got feedbacks pouring in here right now. I could care less if you agree with it or not. In regards to, the circumstance of should this be altered or an opinion. It's not an opinion. It's based on God's truth. He doesn't accept certain things, so therefore I shouldn't accept certain things. It's not so much to address to individuals as, as a culture. We're accepting things that are untruth. And any untruth in law that's against natural law, you have an obligation to revolt against by whatever means that might be, no matter what. And no matter what the circumstances, you can't weigh out what you do by this might happen or this might cost me or these things. Because when you're on truth, you're on the safest ground you can be on. And that's the problem. Not to offend people or to try to be too diplomatic or even the saints teach, don't be too prudent. 95% of the things we've done through this mission, and maybe 100%, if we stopped and thought, well, this is going to happen if we do this, we'd never done it. And I've ran people come to me that has run out of the Midgard centers asking me some advice about, well, what about this situation? I said, what are you looking at? If our lady said something, it's come from her, she's truth. You just do it and don't worry about what so and so or a lay person or your board or somebody else may do. You have to stand there. And if you do that, you'll always come out ahead, even if it costs you your life, like the early Christians. My thing that I feel strong about is this message today is. Where do we say enough's enough? Where do we rebel? What do we sit there and talk about? It's time to follow the rebel Jesus and be courageous. You know, he didn't say, or almost everything he said didn't help him among the people that was opposed to him. They wanted to be more diplomatic or try to win him over. This is not that time. This is a time of separation because everything that's not of God, we don't have to worry about. Our lady's with us, she's come with a plan. And I've got something written for next week we're going to release that talks a little bit about this. And all we have to do is be with her. We have to have her in our heart. We have to have her peace in our heart. And that means you can be a soldier out on the streets or the front lines, or you can be a priest on the altar. Both are serving God for peace. So the inner serenity, the peace, and standing for truth, you have to do that. Some of it, yeah, I'm wired that way. I've said that before. We was raised that way to be willing in two seconds to give your life for somebody. And, and somebody comes from your upbringing. And we need to be raising that. That's what Eli's doing as your mother. You know, from the depths of your heart, cry out for my son. His name disperses even the greatest darkness. I will be with you. Just call me and say, basically, here we are, mother, lead us. How could you not want to be courageous with her? When we've got the full truth leading us, we, we don't have to worry about our leader. We don't have to worry about Are we getting the proper thing? What we do have to worry about is pagans. What do they think about us? What are they saying about us as far as our faith? Are we real? Above Heibels, he's a Christian writer. He wrote, I've learned through the years that seekers are not impressed with spinelessness. Most of the time, seekers respect and admire Christians who aren't afraid to take a stand. Let me say it once more seekers have little respect for weak Christians. Deep down, they're looking for somebody, anybody, to step up and proclaim the truth and then to live it boldly, becoming a contagious Christian. I love it when I hear a priest speak strongly from the altar. I hear a good, even Protestant pastor on the radio. Or somebody you can admire in a national spokesman or somebody in your neighborhood that's willing to stand and willing to give their life for what they believe in. We don't have people like this now. Just keep me safe. Whatever you want to do, I'll do it. There's things in this world worth dying for, and we need to wake up for that, because you may be called upon to do that. That's why Lady's lady's coming for 28 years. You think it's coming because she's just going to have a piece of cake and everything's going to be going good for us? Jesus was a rebel in that sense. And what does a pagan think of us as Christians today when they look at us just like this, spinelessness, not willing to stand up? They all know what we believe. And we sit there and say, well, you know, I believe this way, and I don't accept that, but, you know, that's the way you are. Well, don't equate that with equality. They don't have a right to that, to impose that in society, as we have the truth, because one's untruth, one is truth, as I wrote today. They're not on the equal playing field. So any law passed with untruth, we should revolt in the most strongest manner by whatever means we have to revolt to. And it's hard for people to get their head around that. And how do you find that in the message? It's the very basic part of the message because Jesus Christ Himself died for the truth. He died for the right reasons. Mary was martyred at the foot of the cross. Don't think she don't know this. She can't say what I'm saying to you right now. But I can tell you she expects me to say what I'm saying now, because this is what's in my heart. This is what she showed me through the messages. Pray, she said, to comprehend the greatness and the profoundness of the message. It's in the message. It's in the message. June 25th, 1991, 10 year anniversary, as we've spoken before, when Croatia was given independence. Or rather, they declared independence. They wouldn't give it. They had to fight for it. Am I advocating, oh, let's just do something military? We're talking about holiness. And then God will lead where we go from there. 10 years of preparation led them to that, and they did have to fight. But I tell you, when you get your kids being assaulted in the schools with things that 10 years ago you'd been arrested for, when you get your kids assaulted mentally, what they'll show them, what they'll teach 'em, what they say's okay. I tell you, it's time to say, no more. The bug stops here, the walls are here, there's gonna be some change. And so a pagan looking at us as Christians, few of us are really taking a stand. We're spineless. And that's what always come through our message to put fiber in us, because frankly, we do not have the fiber to be martyred now. Now, if it comes down to that, and they're gonna throw us to the line or say, deny Christ what do you mean? You can't even tell your neighbor correct them when they're in error. And you think you're going to have the grace to do that then. You have the grace by standing up now for what you might have to do later by living it every day. A priest that saw many people die in the hospital said that, you know, how many people really change and come to Christ toward the end? He said, well, the sad thing is, is how people live is how they die. So if you're used to compromising or being spineless, we're not standing up for Christian principles and contradict, saying, well, you know, we can agree to this great garbage. Truth is truth. You're living on truth. You suffer the consequences. It's wrong, period. Whether it's your child or whoever it may be. So, you know, yes, the first thing is to be a witness. The first thing is to witness these people. But then we got to remember what Jesus was, and he was a rebel, a real rebel. Now, I don't say that in a disrespectful context, but he didn't go along with anything in regards to the laws that they piled onto the people. Oh, he was obedient. He never violated the law. But the intent of what they made it into, he didn't. And it's time we look at this with Jesus in a real serious way. Because pagans are looking at us, mocking us, saying we don't live Jesus. I would respect the rebel Jesus, but I don't respect you, Christian.
0: All the streets are filled with laughter and light. And the music of the season. And the merchant's windows are on. Bright. With the faces of the children And the families hurry into their homes As the sky darkens and freezes We'll be gathering around our hearts and tables Giving thanks for God's graces And the birth of the rebels They call Him by the Prince of Peace And they call Him by the Savior And they pray to Him upon the seas And in every bold endeavor And they fill His churches with their pride and gold As their faith in Him increases But they've turned the nature that I worship in from a temple to a robber's den In the words of the locks and guns and we guard our fine possessions and once a year when Christmas comes we give to our relations and perhaps we give a little to the poor if the generosity should seize us but if any one of us should interfere in the business The same as the rebel Jesus. But pardon me if I have seemed to take the tone of judgment. For I've no wish to come between this day and your enjoyment in a life of hardship and of earthly toil. There's a need for anything that frees us, so I bid you pleasure and I bid you cheer from a heathen and a pagan on the side of the rebel.
1: So here it is, the words of a heathen and a pagan singing that I can't be on your side. I don't want to take the tone of judgment, the song says. But as a heathen and a pagan, I don't want to be on your side. I want to be on the side of a rebel Jesus. He can accept that because he says there's a need for anything that frees us. And that's where we are. We have people not standing up, not living the faith, and all society falls because of it. And yes, They're doing what they're doing, and they're living the way they are living. But it comes back down to what Our Lady showed us first. You're rejecting me. So if we reject her, as she said today, God rejects us. There's another message, and it came through Mariana. Do not reject from you the name of God so that you will not be rejected. Pretty scary words. Very scary words. Now, I've seen pagans. I've seen atheists that have great respect for the Christian principles. Because it's an advantage to have a sane society and a civil society and with law and order. But it's just like Gandhi said, you know, I believe in everything that Jesus taught, but I never met a Christian who made me want to be one. So that's where the first revolution starts, with us.
0: This is the Woman of Revelation series with a friend of Megagoria. Stay tuned. A friend of Megagoria will return after this short break.
5: Once more, I beheld villages, towns, and cities springing up where I had seen them before. American history you never learned, a remarkable writing that will amaze you and which Satan does not want you to know. The founding of America in a most remarkable way can be traced to the spiritual a booklet of surprise, and is one of Caritas' most requested. The title explains it all. American History You Never Learned. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000.
3: Wanted to share a letter that was uh, written by a son to his mother that illustrates what was being sung in The Rebel Jesus and what a friend of Medjugorje has been discussing. This boy's father was killed when he was seven years old and was raised by a very religious mother. And in the reading of this letter, you'll see the Christian principles that this boy was raised under and the influence and the impact that this witness in his mother made to him. He's a very intelligent boy, grew up and did very, very well in school, went through college on to getting his master and doctorate degree in science. And so you can imagine in our universities today, the influences, the godless influences that were put upon him and the resulting struggle that he has because of that. But the letter begins by saying, I'm sorry if I haven't told you often enough over the years how I feel about you. I don't think it would be possible for me to have had a better set of parents growing up than you and Dad, even though he was taken from us so soon. Your unquestioning faith in my sense of ethics and in my abilities, such as they are, has helped to shape me into a better person than what I might otherwise be. You always taught all of us by example, rather than through harsh words or strict discipline. Although I think that it must have happened sometime, I cannot recall even one time when you have even raised your voice to me, and I think that that is amazing. Because of the deep love, respect, and admiration I have for you, the thought of having hurt or disappointed you was always a much worse punishment than any physical pain could inflict despite all of the hardships that have come your way you have kept this family together and helped all of us become independent and responsible beings you have always put all of us ahead of your own needs and that takes a strength which i know i do not yet possess whether you know this or not there are several things which i have problems with with the catholic church if it wasn't for your example to me of what a true Christian can be, I don't believe that I would now still consider myself a Catholic. So despite the fact that I have trouble expressing the sentiment in voice, I hope that you always know I love you. I think of the, the time that this mother invested into her son and the impact of this the day in and day out of loving impressed upon him what a true Christian is even though he would admit that he did not see that witness out in the world. And I think, you know, you might want to comment on this, but we look so much for fast remedies. We want this to happen so quickly in people that we fail in our, our Christian witness.
1: Well, to clarify that, we have to understand that our Lady's way is for the person to convert. We show all the love we can. We don't care what they've done, what they are. Our goal is to bring those people to the love of God and to know God, because everybody's got demons. But the thing about that, the thing that's important is to clarify, I'm talking about two separate things. We're talking about a movement to institute into law, into our government and bodies, into our businesses, into our classrooms, into our universities, things that merit revolution, even if it's big against the government because of these laws we're trying to pass. In regards to an individual who may be locked into sin, the person is to be saved. You know, you got Mary Magdalene, you got people like that, and that's our goal. But that's an individual. But the minute that steps out of that and saying that you're going to accept the sin as normal behavior, you're going to accept this way in the culture, you're going to allow us to indoctrinate your children, that's fighting time. So I want to distinguish that very clearly. We're talking about two different things. The individual will go wherever we have to do to help that soul. If they want it. If they don't, so be it. But don't come and sit there and start promoting that. Let's, let's pass laws tomorrow, okay, that says everybody has a right to adultery and whatever they want to do. They have a right to adultery. You know, that sounds absurd, but that's what his policies and these news laws are saying about, you know, vulnerable lifestyles. As a public policy, we're to fight tooth and nail, even if we have to go to the streets about this. It's that serious. We're in a battle for our life. As far as the individual, we want them to come to know the love of God. They're sick. And we show all the compassion we can, individually,
3: to the person. Don't you think that there are a lot of those people in that lifestyle that are so confused, so wounded, so broken, so damaged?
1: That's not an excuse for us to allow public policy to put behaviors, sinful behaviors, degraded behaviors— As normal. We have to fight that to the Colosseum. All the way to there. This cannot be. Because if we tolerate, everybody read Romans 1, the whole chapter, study this and study it and study it. You better stop this now. In regards to public policy. It is not to be tolerated and we are to have intolerance against it. It doesn't matter that they pass laws that you have to be tolerant. It doesn't mean anything. You know, that don't apply to you. Just because I make a law, don't mean it's constitutional. It can only be constitutional if it's in line with natural law. And that goes much deeper than what I wrote today. But as far as the individual, everybody has demons. Everybody's got that. The thing is, there's got to be a recognition of that. And if you have to win over the sinner through love and show them and, and compassion, that's okay. But you don't tolerate. Jesus never, never tolerates sin. He told the, the adulteress when he going to stone her. Yeah, he showed compassion and stopped it. But then he said, after they did that, he says, now, don't you go sin no more. You know, so where, where are we? But see, we don't have that. We have it coming to us. It says, we want this sin and we want you to accept it. I will not accept it. And no Christian should accept it. And that's where we're in error. And then we say, well, you know, this is my belief system. Garbage. It's, it's God's belief system. It's, it's in the natural order of nature. It's everywhere. It's written in the code of creation. And to make this public policy to contradict that is a grave, grave area. that that's the end for us. That's the end. If you believe the Bible, it's there in the New Testament. So the demons people have, you know, demons are always chasing you, always. Don't have to always chase the demons, but they'll be chasing you. You've got to pray to be protected from that.
6: Sometimes they're in a bottle Sometimes a pair of high heel shoes Some come rolled in paper Some have six strings And only play the blues Once you've met the devil There ain't no way he'll let you be When I'm not chasing demons, there's demons chasing me. The skeletons in closets, ghosts underneath the bed, they hide out in pictures and in words. Letters. They hang around like perfume And haunt me like an ancient melody When I'm not chasing demons There's demons chasing me There's things that I can't leave alone they won't leave me alone Cause what I want ain't what I need Still I reach for the things I crave I better try to run away Maybe I'm afraid of being free Cause when I'm not chasing demons There's demons chasing me Pick up my old guitar I'm playing crossroads Drinking whiskey From a mason jar There's a heartache in my front door Says she needs my company When I'm not chasing demons Demons chase me There's things that I can't leave alone Cause they won't leave me alone What I want ain't what I need Still I reach for the things I crave Better try to run away Am I afraid of being free? Tell me, cause when I'm not chasing demons, there's demons chasing me, when I'm not chasing demons, there's demons chasing me, there's demons chasing Demons chase me when I'm not chasing demons. Demons chase me. It's demons chase me. It's demons chase me. Demons but
1: I'm not demons. We have feedbacks coming in, of course, from the writing today. And one just came in just a little while ago, right before we went on the air from England, from a father who's having to chase demons. He writes, I cannot understand why more people in this world are not able to see the errors of the world. I have two young girls that have to fight to protect every day from the utter evil that is being spread through modern culture. The requirements in law that abomination is seen as normal and not to be resisted. The advertising of the morning after, abortion agents, and the soon-to-be advertising TV, abortion services. Pictures of complete nudity on the front pages of the national newspapers. Suggestion to my girls. Promiscuity and free lifestyles is normal and good How can I help them to see how shallow and worthless that choice is? How can the world be saved if we'll not be open in his heart to truth? I am sick at heart Our lady help us and save us. I won't dare say this man's name He probably could be arrested for saying this in England, but I pity him I feel sorry to be in a country where you can't even speak against untruth and we're headed there And you think revolt and revolution is too strong? Nobody thought in nineteen forty that it was too strong. A lot of people did in nineteen thirty-eight. We're there. Look at it. And yes, we have to call on our lady because we're in dark hours. But one comfort we have is that everything not of God is falling apart, just as I said about the newspapers. He's talking about the newspapers in England. You know, the USA Today it was uh, it sank seven point five percent, the steepest circulation drop in its publication's history. Glory to God in the highest. Let them fall. Let it fall. And don't be disturbed. I had a man that's very wealthy talk to me a few weeks back, and he says, I may sound odd for this, but I, he said, I hope the stock markets, I hope they go down to nothing because his principles are higher than his wealth and his need to hold on to it. What do you see people say that? Everybody's thinking, oh, I've got to keep this. I want the stocks to do this. You know, you're, you're clinging to something that the reason I is coming is to get rid of. And I says, you're rejecting me. Don't you see what I'm doing? You're permitting it to master you, sin. And to take away the power of discernment. Yeah, we're in difficult times. And life ain't always beautiful. Life's very difficult. I I pity people locked in these lifestyles. I pity people locked in bad decisions they've made or their difficulties or bad financial decisions they've made. And and we show compassion on that. But that shouldn't stop us from speaking out against it. Look how many people are divorced. People won't say anything about divorce from the public because they're afraid they're going to offend half the people because half of them are divorced. What, What point do we sit there and say enough's enough? We've got to be honest with ourselves and say we haven't lived the Christian walk the way we should. And there's biblical principles that show when, you, when God's people, Israel, didn't do that, they were purified. Purification. I quoted a friend in Mexico City who just wrote to me yesterday about Mexico. He says, we believe Mexico's going through purification. And it's true. It's true. So is this struggle going to be easy? No, it's not. But it will make you stronger. Our mission itself has been through many purifications And we came out all the better for it Do I like it? No When tears are falling, you know, life ain't always that beautiful It ain't nice It ain't a sweet time Yet we're in a time of grace Our lady's got something for us She wants to understand what we need to do To change, to enjoy that
7: Life ain't always beautiful Sometimes it's just plain hard Life can knock you down It can break your heart Life ain't always beautiful You think you're on your way and it's just a dead end road at the end of the day but the struggles make you stronger and the changes make you wise and happiness has its own way of taking it's sweet time no life ain't always beautiful tears will fall sometimes life ain't always beautiful but it's a beautiful ride life ain't always beautiful Some days I miss your smile I get tired of walking All these lonely miles And I wish for just one minute I could see your pretty face Yes, I can dream, but life don't work that way But the struggles made me stronger And the changes made me wise and A beautiful ride. What a beautiful ride.
3: I was in your office today after we posted this article to Mudge.com, and this quote that is framed uh, caught my attention. It's something you wrote from How to Change Your Husband. It says that God is dealing deep within the spirit of manhood in the present time. Fatherhood is coming, and in the next few years, all will see, by God the Father's design, a rebirth of fatherhood. It is part of Our Lady's plans. It is welling up. In the next few years, on all fronts, fatherhood is the coming societal change. And that was really striking to me because, as the song says, life ain't always beautiful, but the struggles make you stronger and the changes make you wise. And man and fatherhood have gone through their particular trials through the century, have been downgraded and criticized, and you really do see this stirring in the hearts of men. And certainly your witness is one that many people look towards do you see this coming as well, that this is where our lady's moving?
1: Our friend that wrote just a couple hours ago from England is testimony to that. He's fighting in something that's really almost hopeless. Because England, in many cases, is raw. I spoke there 12 years ago. I couldn't believe the degradation then. I can't imagine what it is now. 12 years ago, we don't see anything in this country that we saw 12 years ago speaking over there. So, so what he's experiencing now is... He's heroic to even attempt to think he can do these things and try. And Our Lady's words certainly apply to him in the most profound way that in the depths of your heart to cry out to a son, he disperses even the greatest darkness. Because he's at the point where, here we are, Mother, lead us. Our Lady said on October 31st, 1985, she says, you need to be courageous. And this father in England, and many fathers, they need to stand up. Nobody else is. The government's not going to do it. In fact, the government subsidizes divorce. Some of the worst things that happened was through those things. So many things can be said about these things and fatherhood and, and manhood. And, and if anything, we've lost that. Hollywood mocks it, society mocks it. They want that. You know, I fought not to be well off financially, I fought to make money so my wife could stay home. Because after my first child, she would never be working outside of the context of the home or with me because I felt so strongly that that's the way it should be. And yet we have people just the opposite, just make all the money we want to. My motivation in business to make it was that, not the money. And so we've lost this. We've lost the sense of fatherhood. And if there's any principle that comes true in Our Lady's messages, is remarkable how she continually comes back about God the Father. She says, surrender to me and to the Father. You know, where's Jesus in this? You know, she's got to establish Jesus and the reverence to him for us to come back to the Father. She says, to the Creator. You know, she says in this message, she's already quoted, February 25th, 1991. God is peace itself. She's trying to reestablish something so we can come to know Jesus in a new way. And from the depth of your heart, you can cry out to my Son. But Until we know the Father again, we can never know the Son like we're supposed to. So we leave you tonight with a heavy heart in so many ways. Our sentiments for those who are locked into so many sins to change at the same time to staunchly stand against it prevailing in society as law. So we leave you these thoughts. Pray for you. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady, good night.